ACP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways. We are currently in our Insta family series, where we are discussing how to have a Christ-centered family. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, be sure to share with your friends and family. Hey, welcome CP Church. So glad you guys are able to join us again for our No Borders podcast. Uh, podcast again we are in the podcast called insta family we're in the series called insta family Mm -hmm. pastor talked about stewardship today you guys ready to discuss that yes all right so let's get started in the past year what is that one thing that you've bought that you uh what is that major purchase that you've bought on that you that you did and what is your favorite thing about it Mm, okay i don't know i i'm gonna say the cruise that my wife and I went on for after our wedding, so our little mini honeymoon. Uh, it was not cheap, but it was so much fun. And yeah. I had never been on a cruise before either. So, and that was my first getaway with my honey. So oh, just a, just so a, sweet! A great time. Oh. It was worth it. If you guys time. can't feel it, that are listening, Britt is a newlywed. Yes. So. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I've made so many purchases. Wow. <laughs> no. Okay. Like, um. No, I'm go about to. I, I'm also going on a cruise, and I'm so excited about it. I'm going to Italy and Greece oh, wow. and Turkey. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, we were talking That's, about this a little bit. It's like yeah, a Bible yeah. cruise, right? Yeah. Well, okay, one day is a Bible <laughs> Bible cruise. I'm dry- My friend doesn't know that it's a Bible tour that she's going on, <laughs> so I booked it for her. She's going <laughs> to— She's going to enjoy it. Forced evangelism. Be, I love it. She's literally going to be like, wait, I thought I thought we were doing shopping. I'm like, joke's on you. Let's go see where Mary, mother of Jesus, was buried. So, but no, it'll be That's good. so good. What, what about, about you, Pastor? Devon? Yeah, I I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, and I can't think of one thing that I purchased in the last year that's like my favorite thing. Really? I usually don't buy anything unless I really want it. Like, I don't know. Can really? I? Can I? Can, did you buy this shirt in the past year? Because <laughs> that's my favorite of your purchase in the past year. This shirt is awesome. My bowling league shirt. <laughs> For you guys to know what oh, we're talking stop. about with this shirt, look at today's service. You'll see uh, your mother, our first lady, called me an umpire. Oh, yeah. yeah. She means that from the heart. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep going. So, how we handle our resources and our money and, and our possession—it's a major indicator of our spiritual life. Yeah. Do you guys? You guys. Agree with that? Yeah, I mean, it was a gut right. It was yeah, it was I a know. gut punch a little bit because mm. you don't really think that, that, that you look there and you get a good picture of someone's spiritual life. But then I start make me think like, yeah, if someone took a look at my little bank account history and uh, what would mm. they, what, what would their opinion of me I, be? What, what would I, what, what would it show? Um, <laughs> so what, what is what would they find as their opinion of you? What would what would that be? What do you purchase all the time? What is your your card swipes? What is sure, what do you see? Uh, for one, they'd probably see uh, how much food just two people go through in a month. Yeah, and, and that would probably be like a shocker. Mm. Now it is three people now. My wife oh, is eating. You eating can't for count. Two. That's nice that you're trying to count that. So, but, but yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, eating out could be, could be less. Okay. Um, and then you know what they probably would say. You're almost 30. Why are you still spending money on video games, buddy? You mm-hmm. should probably stop in that little item shop of, of Fortnite. And of, gotcha. <laughs> of it, it's time to stop this child's play, I think. The, the amount of Starbucks that I go to. Ooh. So now I went to Starbucks yesterday, but at like a Target. And this is how often I go to Starbucks. I ordered my stuff and the price was different. 
So I'm like, oh, oh this Starbucks at Target doesn't know how to ring this stuff up. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, you know what it your cost is, is 10 59 normally, and you're charging me 11.03. So something, you did something wrong. But and then you mad at them for for the extra 75 cents, yes, but not yes. not not your 10.59. Yeah. Okay, 10.59 <laughs> at Starbucks. Well, you got to get the breakfast, Sammy, <laughs> and you got to get the drink. Um, someone, so I was thinking about that. If someone looked at my bank account, they would say this guy worships Chick Fil A. Oh, oh, I mean, yeah. the I'm idol there that is. a lot. Yeah, but that's, those are God's people. You're, you know what? It's like a service. <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> you're going through worship service as, yes, you're, as you're driving yes, through Chick-fil-A? I can get behind it's, that. It's actually wild. Some theologians, historians, <laughs> educators, they believe that manna from heaven was just the number three from Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's, that's wow. what they got. Yeah. I think is. before heresy <laughs> is committed, we need to move along. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> Now, we also know from research that um, divorce can be sometimes, or most of the time actually, pinpointed as a financial issue. Would you agree with that? Well, not in my case, but um, I think that, yes, I think it, um, you know, as somebody who's been divorced and married, um, I can, you know, there was definitely a lot of discussions on finances. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I can see where that'd be a rift. I mean, I'm going to say I definitely got in trouble a lot. Um, but, <laughs> For them 1059 Starbucks orders. I did, um, you know, we, that was one thing that we at least, um, sure. you know, weren't arguing necessarily about. So, but I can see where it'd be a big issue. Yeah, yeah. Same, same for me and, and <laughs> divorced as well. Um, it was like a little divorce party in this Thank room. the Lord for the reconciliation. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, uh, in my situation, <laughs> finances weren't a part of that. But but I do know what, what all the statistics and what all of the um, studies say about it. And, and, and obviously, uh, finances especially are one of those pain points, right, for a lot of people, mm-hmm. especially... Um, um, if if you don't have them in order and they're chaos and chaotic, right. it can definitely stem and lead to um, not only arguments uh, between in, in the marriage, but like Pastor Tom said, we're trying to lead healthy families in right. general here. And so to have your finances in a place that that you're you're stewarding what God has given you responsibly yeah. is, is is super important. I liked whenever he um, did that quote from. Um, The Ron Blue, I'm going to read it for Mm, you. You can't fake stewardship. Your checkbook reveals all that you really believe Mm. about stewardship. A life story could be written from a checkbook. It reflects your goals, priorities, convictions, relationships, and the use of your time. A person who has been a Christian even for a short while can fake prayer, Mm. Bible study, evangelism, and going to church, and so on. But it can't fake what your checkbook reveals. And I was, I mean... You know, it had me thinking yes. like hard, you know, where, you know, where, where am I putting my finances? And it's joke, haha, like Starbucks and stuff, but it's real. Right. You know? it real. I mean, I, sp- I know we talked about, uh, you know, divorce and I know, unfortunately, all of us have had, have had to face that. Those that are here in this room. Mm. Um, for me, that was a telltale sign when, when I was walking through that divorce, when those, uh, those line by line items it necessarily wasn't the reason for divorce, but it, it showed a light mm-hmm. um, towards that on what was happening. What did we care about? How do we care about it? How we handled our finances together and how we didn't how, um, handle our finances together. How was it a priority or wasn't a priority? So again, we're pointing to what is the priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what Ron Blue is saying here. What, how, it, how our checkbook, how our finances, how we handle it points to what the priority is. Right. Yeah. And it kind of, I, I think about uh, 
like you were talking about how you can look at someone's life and, and, and how Ron Blue said you can manipulate certain things, mm-hmm. right? Your prayer life, your, 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 your Bible reading and how would the church, people at the church see you. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of like Instagram, right? We, we put on Instagram what we want people to see. This is our right. happy life. This is our joyful life. This is what we're going through. This is what we're doing. And, and you look at someone's Instagram and you can manipulate what people see in your life on Instagram and on Facebook. Sure. But if you were to look line by line, like you said, through your bank history, through your, through your checkbook, through whatever, but you can't fake that. Yeah, well, <laughs> right. can't, can't manipulate that. Brings it back to like that keeping up with the Joneses mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, you know, what are we doing? You know, how do we get away from that? You mm-hmm. know, cause I think it's easy to fall. You know, you see what other people are doing and then you're like, I want that because mm-hmm. they have it and I like mm-hmm. it. Um, and I'm super guilty of that, yeah. you know? Um, I'll I don't do it know. passively. Even there's like, there's like the trend you goals. I'll just say that I'll see someone yeah. or their life. And I'm like, Oh, that's goals. And right. <laughs> there was a couple that was here a few years ago that, um, that I dealt with. They weren't, they were here in Florida. Um, I really admired the way that they lived their life. They drove some nice cars. They had a nice home. Um, the kids were always well-dressed. Um, they were, they treated each other so kind. Like mm. it was just beautiful. But a few years later, I found out that things weren't so kind. Mm. They were living paycheck to paycheck. Um, the, there was really no happiness there because they didn't put their, they, they put their priorities in making it look like ah, everything was good. Right. They, I mean, they really put a lot of effort in it, making sure everything looked like everything was good. The post about Jesus and, um, and how he, you know, how he has blessed them and all of that was, but it was all a, it was all fakeness mm. to come to find out that things were really hurting them. When, when they made the transition, realizing that things were not great and they put their focus really on Christ, their whole life changed. Mm. Their whole life changed. Yeah. Now, because we're in this vein, what are some practical things you think we could help um, couples that are facing something similar? What, what can we do? What do you think they can do to make sure that they're putting their priorities where they belong? I think Pastor Tom mentioned it with him and him and Sue as well uh, mm-hmm. about fi- seeking that financial guidance, seeking, especially within a church setting and within yeah. a, within a faith based community, is seeking together that and, and then transparency. Obviously, right? There has yeah. to be transparency between both parties in, in in the marriage, and then and then inviting your faith community in to to say, hey, like like we offer, we offer uh, the the financial freedom course, and we mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. we have financial certified financial advisors yeah. here in our church that are that are willing to help and to dive into yes. to, to, to your checkbook and help you get it to where it needs to be and put the priority and and, and your attention in the right place. And just so, like anything, I mean, you using those experts. I mean, we're not intended to be great at everything. Mm, you know, right. use yeah, people no. who are good at it um, mm-hmm. and, and trust in in the, the people around you to, um, I don't know, teach you. Right, uh, right. Learn some Learn some stuff. stuff. Learn some stuff and open up yes. and learn some stuff. Own those you know? skills. Yeah. 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 I mean, Money shoot. is so taboo, right? Yeah. Especially, it's it's especially those that follow Christ. Right. Yeah. Pastors have a hard time talking about it on service. And we as Christians, we have a hard time relating to one another, you know, when it comes to taking that financial advice or seeking that financial advice, because it's, I mean, I'm not telling anybody how much money I make or what I'm doing with my money. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to tell anybody I have like 45 pairs of shoes because I have a fetish with shoes. You know, <laughs> I spend stupid money on them. You know, okay, even though I just told the world that. But anyway, <laughs> now Pastor Tom mentioned in his sermon that there were uh, 800 different times that the Bible, um, that in the Bible that, that he mentions money. He talks about money 800 different times, but debt is never viewed in a positive way. 
So debt is not sin. Pastor Tom made that clear, right? But what do you think the biggest difference is in the way that our culture sees debt versus the way God sees debt? I love, first of all, that he cleared that up because I think debt can can not only hang over people and, and weigh them down, but also have that thought of like, I haven't been a good steward without what I have. Maybe they have that thought. And so they think that they're in this sinful place, but it's, it's not, we all go, go through it at one point or another. Um, but then I like that he referred it to, but even though it's not a sin, it definitely makes things a little harder on the family unit. And that's mm-hmm. what this whole series is about is Insta family. We're trying to uh, lead healthy families. So um, yeah, I, 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 I think based on what the world sees, we say, oh, it's just another swipe. Mm-hmm. It's something you can deal with next month or, or, or it's something you can figure out in the future. Cause you got to get the new blank. You got to mm-hmm. get this, this new item you got to, but I think within the church and biblically, if we're going to be stewarding what we have well, I don't think that means to live outside your means. If it's something that you got to swipe a credit card for, or take out a loan for, I think there's, there should be some prayer put into that, especially yeah. when it comes to, to, to racking up more and more debt. I think there is a clear difference in how the world and how the church views it and how the Bible views it. And I want to, I feel like it all is tied in together. This goes back to um, that where our confidence is. Um, And I feel like, you know, if we're constantly trying to keep up with the Joneses culturally, our, you know, our identity isn't then in Christ. Mm. So I think it all comes full circle. You know, clearly the Bible, you know, mentions it over 800 times. God knows that money is a situation that mm-hmm. is, you know, real for us. And that goes back to where where do we have um, our identity, our confidence when it comes to finances? Not yeah. being, not saying not to be, you know, educated about mm-hmm. it or not to not have nice things or anything like that. It's just when you start to care a little less because you know— you're, you're not going to want to keep up with it. You don't feel the need to keep up with the Joneses right. because that's not who you are. Right. Um, like who you are is is who God says you right. are. Right. It's not what you're grounded in. It's not what you find value in anymore. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. You're. You're. Yeah. That's a really good. Your 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 value Thank starts you. to shift. <laughs> I grew I grew up hearing a cliche of a scripture. It was, um, money is the root of all evil. And growing up and actually reading the word for myself, it's the love of money. Mm. That is the root of all evil because that's your focus and yeah. constantly getting money, which takes us to the scripture, Matthew 6, 19 through 21. We're taking it from the message. Don't hoard treasures down here where it gets eaten by moths and corroded by rust or worse, stolen by burglars. Stockpile treasures in heaven where it is safe from moths and rust and burglars. It's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is, is the place you will most want to be and end up being. Where do you want to be? Mm. I mean, that's the ultimate question from this, right? Where do you want to be? Mm. Walking through my own um, financial stuff, and believe me, I've had my financial stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I've walked through um, a course that we give here called Financial Peace, um, where you it's a method of getting out of debt. Dave, the Dave Ramsey plan, if you've ever heard of him, um, where you... There are seven different steps that you do. I mean, I've been on step number three for some years now. <laughs> but, you know, I'm still walking through and I see the value in placing God first. Now, what, as you're walking through this plan, one of the things that Dave Ramsey says, one of the things that the plan continues to say is, if well, while you're walking through this time of getting out of debt, never stop gifting, never stop right. tithing, yeah. never stop that. What do you think about that? Um, no, I mean, for it was interesting because I've seen it in my life, you know, mm-hmm. I was taught it um, from very young, the importance of tithing. 
Um, I saw my parents tithe regularly. I grew up very, you know, taught about it. And then it moved into my adult life. Even, you know, I, now when I taught, I feel like um, I am closer to God because of tithing. Mm. Um, it is a way for me to, um, you know, honor God through what he's given me. Right. So uh, what I love about financial peace, I, I did actually financial peace university for the first time when I was 16 years old. Mm. Um, and then I had to take it a couple other times. <laughs> so don't feel bad. Yeah, it's got to keep, keep your mind. It's a little bit of a hard class. Um, sometimes it just doesn't stick. Um, but um, what she says is it's all about behavior, it, it, right? It's changing that behavior. But I got you. So, but the cool thing, you know, it is really interesting that because it's a faith based. Um, he really does educate you on tithing and the importance mm-hmm. of it. And I truly believe that the blessings that I have in my life is in part to to my commitment um, to uh, I giving, hear you. giving. Yes. Yeah. Giving, and not just in tithing, but giving. For example, today I purchased two dozen donuts for the youth group, hey. and I don't even eat donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Brit got $30 out of me. Dang, those donuts I, are expensive. We'll talk about that I, later, I, Brit. I feel like Brit should be in sales. I guess he's look, selling Jesus. So. Look, look, look. Krispy Kreme. We got to work with Krispy Kreme. <laughs> What about no, you, but, but I, that's, that's awesome. It, it's, it's this idea of like, I think Pastor Tom mentioned it as well, your hard earned blood, sweat, and tears that you put into making this money. And then we're just going to give this whole chunk to the church out of obedience to God. But it's, it's his anyways. He said that mm. it's the owners anyway. He's the boss. That's it's right. all his. So it's, it's not that we're giving a portion back, just saying, Lord, I trust you with this. I surrender it to you. I know you've given me everything. So here's a portion back. And then I love what Pastor Tom said to wrap that up was, he said, when you trust God, you will find that he is trustworthy Amen. every time. Amen. That's powerful. Yes. That is. Because it's so true. There's not a time that I've, I haven't given or there hasn't time, been a time that I haven't trusted him with that 10% or above that that extra generosity that he hasn't been been so trustworthy with. I mean, I always think about this. What can I do with this 10%? And then what can God do with this 10%? Mm. It's light years apart. The, the difference in what he can do with it and what I can do with it is not even close. That is so true. And, and, and besides, and then it all comes back to the point that it's all his anyways. So. Exactly. And that's <laughs> it. His. So as we bring this time together to a close, I would like to just extend a challenge that Pastor Tom gave me a few years ago when I was actually in that struggle of probably my seventh time struggling when it comes to trusting God with my tithe. So those of you that are listening, what he said was, okay, maybe you don't have the heart to give the 10% yet or the boldness to give that 10% yet. Try just one. Give 1% away and see what God does with it. He is more than able. Mm. He's more than capable. All we have to do is trust him. Amen. Amen. So did you think of anything that you bought? Yeah. I, <laughs> did we really go back to that? Oh God, I'm going. We got, I'm dying to know. I'm dying it's to that know. shirt. It's that shirt. It's not the oh, shirt. I promise this, you. It's not the shirt. Is this ten dozen donuts you about to buy for the youth group? Yeah. Yes, that is my commitment to buy ten dozen donuts. Oh man, you are, you are generous. Yes, God has gifted me. So. <laughs> We're going to close this now before he makes me spend any more money. (laughs) Guys, you have a wonderful day, and I really do hope that you decide to trust Christ.